I'm Julie Jones with the Adventures of Julie Jones, where each and every week we have amazing guests that I bring to you from all around the world to give you insight and tips and tricks. And of course, as I always say, this week is no different with today's uh, today's podcast, today's guest. Woo! I am so excited to have Melissa Bailey here. I just recently met her. And oh my gosh, have you ever been in a situation where you meet someone and there's like an instant connection of energy? Like you feel like you've been friends forever. And so Lisa Q, if you are listening to this podcast, which you should be, I hope that uh, we're going to give you a shout out and kudos to you for making the introduction. So Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Julie. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm also thrilled to hear that you felt the same connection that I did when we met. Yay! That's the great thing about, you know, still being able to meet in person, right? Uh, Melissa Mm -hmm. and I are both in the state of Arizona. That's where these podcasts, you know, are are birthed, if you want to say. And so it's really great that we're able to meet in person and not doing everything on Zoom. Zoom and technology has its place, but I still love to connect with people in person. So, woohoo! All right, well, let's get started because I really want Melissa to share. She's up to some big things. And so why don't you start with like who you are and what you bring to the party and what makes you so unique? So I have been a business owner since the early 2000s. And over the last four years, I've gotten into real estate. And I'm really women-centric and focused on getting women into the spaces and places where we haven't been before. So I like doing that here in Arizona. And then I have a group of referral partners that are all over the country. And I even have a partner that's in Spain that I get together with on a weekly basis. And uh, we do a Money Mindset podcast. OMG. Now you may have told me about this before, but see, this is how great connections and great ideas happen, right? So I have a friend of mine who is actually starting a business in Spain. So after we get done with the podcast, like I'm going to be introducing you to her for for two reasons. Number one, she has a women-based tribe and they talk about how to keep more money in women's pockets. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhat tax-based, but it also has the opportunity where there's all kinds of training and learning. And then um, she's opening up uh, her like 12th or 13th business in Spain and it's called the Coffee Shop Project. And so I am super excited. Oh my gosh, like we have so much more to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> This might be like a part two podcast because I don't know if we're going to get everything done today. So when you talk about, you know, real estate and everybody's probably in the back of their mind, okay, yeah, I know a lot of real estate agents, but Melissa, mm-hmm. there's some things that really make you different. So how are you, you know, changing the way that real estate is being done? Well, um, typically marketing is done toward the male perspective. And if we see, like, especially here in Arizona, we've got four or five commercials that are five different men that come on your TV at any given time and are like, hey, I can sell your house. Reach out to me and we're going to help you get the most money you can. 
What's lacking in that space is the female perspective. 92% of home buying decisions are made by the woman in the family. So if mom is not happy, nobody's happy. And that's the shift that I think we need to see happening. You know, our marketing needs to change. We need to get more women in the boardrooms and having those conversations. Uh, One of my focuses that I'm doing, I'm creating a course. We're about four weeks out from our launch and it's going to be bringing women to the table so that we can teach them how to become investors to get to the next level of wealth. Like you said, keeping more money in their pockets and doing it and leveraging their current assets to build more. So I think that that's one of the biggest things that makes me different because say, for instance, I'm helping a couple and they're looking for a home. You know, you want to ask both parties what's important to them, but ultimately know that the wife or the mother or the women in the house are going to drive the ultimate decision. Well, absolutely. And I think you make a really... um perfect distinction about the fact like women as investors, right? Because for so long, and for all of us, including myself, like we weren't always involved in making financial decisions. That wasn't always like what we were brought up to do, right? And more and more women have the buying power. You know, Mm -hmm. they are the ones that are making, you know, big decisions, big decisions, not only home buying decisions, but a lot of other decisions in their household. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to education. So tell us a little bit more about this course that you've got coming up, because that sounds really exciting as far as is it education-based? It's completely education-based um, and it's going to be long-term. So we are going to start out teaching women how to become um property managers owning like a long-term rental where you have a a typical renter in it. That's usually small. They can start out with a condo or a townhouse, which are typically less expensive and then shift into single family homes. And then we can get into Airbnbs and uh, more long-term investments there if that's the direction that they wanted to go. And then if they wanted to go all out, Um, The course is also going to have a section about fix and flips and buying properties that need updated and either reselling them for higher value and earning a lump sum or creating Airbnb investments in areas where they're allowed because a lot of people don't know if you're in an HOA or you have uh, deed restrictions on the property, a lot of times they don't allow Airbnbs. So it's a really popular trend right now. Arizona is one of the biggest vacation destinations that everybody wants to come to year round. Um, And so I have teams that can assist with all of these different types of investments to really help grow your wealth. And then beyond that, the next thing we're going to get into is multifamily, where you have a fourplex or an apartment building, and then you're really maximizing your investment. And from there, we're going to go into commercial investing. And that is the area where I think women are lacking the most. You know, we don't have a lot of female developers. We don't have a lot of uh, female commercial investors that go look at office buildings or spaces that are going to 
um, grow at a bigger rate for them and serve businesses. So I really want to open up those spaces to women and help them not only have a seat at the table, but create a new table because our wants and needs and desires may not be the same as, you know, the men sitting across the table from us. I love that. Creating a new table, like not just a seat, but creating a new table. And, you know, as you were talking, the the thought came to mind, like, what would you say are some of the maybe biggest misconceptions or myths that maybe women have as far as like when it does come to investing? Of course, you know, we all don't know what we don't know, but Mm -hmm. is there like a common theme that sometimes you hear or that you see? The biggest thing is that the men know better right? They don't. They don't have any advantage on us at all. They have access to the same information, to the same tools that we do, and they don't do business any better than we do. And if you're getting out there and you're educating yourself and getting the right information, you can be just as successful as they can. Um, it's kind of a niche that I've fallen into. I didn't get into real estate and say, oh, I want to work with female investors. It just kind of happened over the last four years. And they have been some of the most intelligent, um, calculating, attractive women. And when I say attractive, I don't mean the way they look. I mean, in their persona and how they present to the world. And they know their stuff. And I have been very fortunate to learn from these women who really are trailblazers and have already been in this platform to allow me to learn and grow from them. I love it. And so you you said a key word there, and I think that maybe that's why that a lot of them are attracted to you is innovation, right? Mm-hmm. They're innovating and they're creating a different way of doing business just like you are, because there are probably other things that you do as far as like marketing, but you know, like, so how is it? Cause you were pretty excited before we got on the podcast yeah. that you have like 500 followers on Instagram. So what, how is your content different? Like, what are you doing that is bringing people to find out more about you? We're trying to educate women that they, you know, it's like, you know, we all love Sheryl Sandberg's book, right? When she said, lean in, ask for your seat at the table. But I think what COVID taught us with the extreme stress and, you know, isolating us from other people, I don't just want to lean in. I want a whole new space. You know, I don't want to ask for my seat at the table and I want to bring my tribe of women along with me and have a whole separate table. You know, when you're at Thanksgiving, nobody wants to sit at the kids' table, right? I want a table with my whole tribe and you have to be invited to come and sit with us because we're doing big things. You know, I've got one investor that just shifted her entire um, rental portfolio to commercial and we're working on our next commercial deal. And so it's gotten me into that commercial space and made me want to show women that it's there. A long time ago, um, I had a coaching client that was a commercial real estate agent and said, oh, it's really not a space for women. And it was one of the things that I most wanted to do when I got into real estate because I'm like, he wasn't any smarter than me. He didn't have any different information than me. I can do this too. 
Um, and I've been really fortunate to have some great mentors, um, men, male mentors in the commercial space that are teaching me that I think outside the box and I come up with solutions that work for people. So it's been really exciting to work with her in transitioning that portfolio and seeing what those spaces look like and how we're going to build that up. And that's, that's just one woman that I've learned so much from and has been super exciting for me to work with. And, you know, she's looking at land and she's looking at building a restaurant, you know, so many different things. It's like she sees one opportunity and creates five branches from it. And it's teaching me how to do the same. Well, and that does take a special way of thinking, I believe, like, you know, as far as the the collaboration too is what's really key. Because like what I love what you're sharing as well is that for so long, women have been, you know, kind of taught or brought up to be competitive with each other. Mm -hmm. And the fact that now when you collaborate and anyone, whether you're male or female, but when you Mm -hmm. learn to collaborate and you do this masterminding idea, right? Like we can all learn from each other. There's enough business and enough wealth to go around for everyone. And it's like, how can you create those win-win situations and learn from each other? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you weren't always doing real estate. So kind of what is your background and how, what was your journey getting to this point? Well, I I was in business. I did some coaching and then I got into the corporate world. So I was a young mom and I had babies in college. So you drop out, you take care of the family. When the the nest was empty, I went back to college and finished my degree. So that was really exciting for me. It's never too late. I was 43 when I got my bachelor's degree and it was one of the biggest accomplishments of my life. Um, I worked corporate jobs, trying to climb the ladder. I did some healthcare. I thought pharmaceutical sales was going to be my most exciting job ever. And that I was going to be the biggest success at it. And I hated it. I hated every minute of it. And, um, it was not what I thought it was going to be. And, um, people had told me for years, you need to get into real estate. You're going to be a great real estate. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's just another sales job. But it really has been the pivotal thing for me where that shifted my entire perspective. And all of those previous jobs that were never a career have led up to me being here today and wanting that collaboration. Um, One of the most exciting things that we do, you mentioned my social media, is I do a Woman Crush Wednesday. And I highlight another woman either in real estate or in another business that I want to share with the world. And it's been pretty successful and we've got a following growing. And my best transactions are the ones that have women on both sides or a man that's willing to have a conversation and work things out rather than going nuclear and trying to run the show. I love nuclear. That's a great word. Uh-huh. <laughs> a great word to use. And you know, when you when you speak and like you really do light up about, you know, um how excited you are about this path that you're on. As I always tell people, even though we record this and we do this as an audio, 
I really believe in connecting visually with my guests as well, because nobody wants to have a conversation where you're talking off into space, right? And you don't actually get a chance to see the other person. And what I want to congratulate you on as well, too, is the fact that you went back at your bachelor's degree and you recognize that you were not too old, right? Like at 43, Mm -hmm. 43 is young, by the way. Like I'm, as you know, I'm going into the age of 54 this coming year, like my birthday's in like two months. I can't believe it. And I think to myself, oh my gosh, we're, you know, I'm still so young, right? So 43 is really, it's really young. But here's the thing and that I want to point out to people who are listening in. You're never too old to follow your dreams and to go for what you want. You know, not too long ago, I interviewed a doctor from Sweden that was on my um, podcast. And she did, she kept attempting to get into doctoral school, you know, like medicine school, Sweden has a little bit different of a program. And it took her to the age of 29 before she actually got accepted into medical school. And she did some other things, you know, prior to that. But here's the, here's the bottom line. Like you would have been 43 and turned 43 with or without your bachelor's, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes so many people think, ah, you know, I'm, I'm too old to, to go after that. Listen, you're still going to age no matter what. So if you want to still be a doctor, like if I decided tomorrow that I wanted to be a doctor, which I don't, but <laughs> if I decided that I did, right, I go to school, I make it happen because if it takes me 10 years to be a doctor, I'm still going to be 10 years older. And it mm-hmm. just is a decision as to whether or not I'm going to be a doctor at that point. So yes. Anyway. All right. So tell me a little bit about what you got going on. You've talked a little bit about that. You just happened to mention to me too, that you were approached about being on TEDx. So let's talk about that. Cause that's exciting. Well, it's not quite TEDx yet. Hopefully, well, but TED- you know, it's going to be like, I'm like, yeah, oh, let's like hope. <laughs> it's a TEDx style conference okay. um, in April where they want you to come on and talk about how you're innovating your profession. And so my goal is to just shift that marketing and dial in to the biggest decision makers. You know, why are we not, you know, talking to the decision makers? You know, they're the, they're the key stakeholders here. And so I just want to start having that conversation and get women more involved. You know, you want to have somebody that listens to you. You want to have somebody that like connects with you and understands that. And I really think that that's something that we share as women, you know, do you know if you're going to have a playroom for the kids or do you need an extra space for the car because the minivan is longer? Things like that, that, you know, other people may not necessarily think about. And we just have to start having these conversations that have been taboo for so long, you know, we're starting to talk about our money mindset and uh, investing and investing in yourself and creating that network of people around you to really lift you up and be in the spaces and places that are going to help you grow. Absolutely. I got to ask you, so why is this such a big passion for you? Like, is there something that personally happened or like, I mean, because again, uh, we all have a message that we, when we were born, like, and we're the only one that can deliver it, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
And so I believe like mine is about, you know, positivity, living your best life now. And yours is so much about around money mindset and everything that you've got going on in that direction. So talk about why that is your passion. So the reason that that's such a big deal for me is because when I was in the corporate world, I would be a top performer. So I've always been successful. I've been driven and worked hard at everything that I ever did. And too many times I was passed over for a promotion by a man that was younger, didn't have as much experience because they had more time in the company and they would negate my experience. Or I would ask a guy a question like, hey, what do our benefits look like? And you know, which plan did you choose? And we'd be having a conversation. And without any concern, they just whip out their paycheck. And I'd see that the guy that doesn't produce as much as I do is making a dollar an hour more than me. So real estate has really been the great equalizer for me, where no matter who I'm doing a deal with, most of the time we're making the same amount or I'm making more money than they are. Like, you know, if the guy's giving his buddy a deal and they're selling a house for 1%, that's none of my business. Um, And it does impact, like, you know, you you don't want to take a client to a house when you know you're going to have to do twice as much work and they're not offering you anything for it, right? And then you have to have those conversations about what your worth is with your clients. And hey, they're not offering that much. And I've been working with you for six months. Would you make up that extra percent and pay me my commissions? So you have to learn to have those conversations and know your value and know that you're worth it. And in the beginning, it's a struggle. It's tough to say, hey, I've been working for you and the seller's not paying me. What are you willing to pay me? And the going rate is this. And will you pay me that on top of what you're purchasing this house for? And you just have to be confident in in yourself and your capabilities to have those conversations because they don't go away and you can't ignore it. And I'm just not going to accept a lower pay on some deals depending on the amount of work that I've already put in. And so you have to have those tough conversations. Well, they're tough conversations, but you also make another really strong point that I want to reiterate. It's knowing your value and worth, right? Because when you know that you're bringing a lot to the table, it's not easy to say, okay, I'm worth X amount of dollars. But if you don't start that conversation, then you're going to really accept whatever they're willing to give you. And that's, you know, not only is that a money mindset, but that's a, uh, you know, like a worth mindset. You know, so many people struggle with that, that, okay, well, I'm getting paid. So I'm just going to take whatever they're going to give me. And when you know what your worth is and when you know what your value is, it brings you the higher end clients. It Mm -hmm. like attracts like. So what you're putting out there you're getting back. And I'm sure a lot of your business is probably done by referral. Like people Mm -hmm. have a lot of great experience with you and then they're referring other people. Do you have a, a, you you did share about the woman going into commercial, you know, a lot more commercial investing. Mm -hmm. Do you have another favorite story? Another favorite thing that you want to share? Yeah. So one of my favorite stories um, in the last year, so another female investor purchased an investment in uh, 55 and older community and the HOA just killed her. 
You know, there were no restrictions on what she could do. We checked it, we got it in writing before we purchased, but the HOA president lived there and didn't like the renters coming in and out because she was doing Airbnb. And she and her husband just threw their hands in the air and said, okay, we're going to sell. We're done with this. And so one investor led to another. We listed her property and uh, an, uh, an owner in the same community saw that I had it listed and called me. And we had an instant connection on the phone. She had six properties that she needed to sell because her husband just died from COVID. So not only did I guide her through that transition, liquidating her investments to uh, execute her retirement plan, she's become an extremely good friend of mine. And um, they have a sec- she decided to keep her last property here in Arizona as a second home so that she could still come back once a year in the spring and visit family. Um, her brother lives in Scottsdale and it's become my favorite area to sell, Gold Canyon. And it's really interesting how the universe provides when something is meant to be. So I sold five of her properties. She decided to keep the last one. And on the first time that she came to town after losing her husband, I went over to have dinner and see her house because I hadn't been in it yet. And I ended up staying the night with her and helping kind of uh, alleviate some of the pain of being there without him for the first time. And I made it a point to go back and visit her um, in the month that she was here. And I saw her about once a week and we had lunch and spent a lot of time together. And one of the houses that she sold has led to my biggest deal so far, which is going to lead to more. A developer called me off of my listing sign that was in her front yard. And we are going through the zoning process and he's going to build 32 homes in that community and use me as a listing agent. Wow, that is an amazing story. And it goes to the idea about building relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like you, none of us know when an opportunity presents itself, where it's going to lead. And it's like being open to the possibilities of, of everything. And I, you explained so well, what you did with all of this was building the relationship Mm -hmm. and how one thing led to the next. I am super excited for you. Wow. 32, 32 properties. That's amazing. And that'll go from there. Right. Because Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just like a trial, right. With him, he's going to see how I do. I've got my team all set up and ready to go to introduce to him. He's called, I'm calling him and checking in once a month, showing him that I show up and getting updates for where we're at, letting him know I'm still here and available. So I not only did I build the relationship with her off of what other agents would have thought were really small deals. You know, her condos were $90,000 condos a year ago. And a lot of agents would have said, oh, it's not worth my time or I don't want to do that. Um, And I got invested in her and her story you know, who she is as a person and how I could be of service to her. Yep. How you could be of service to her. And that's it. Like when you have that servant's heart and you want to be able to help people, I'm a big believer in the giver's gain philosophy. What you put out there comes back to you tenfold. And obviously that's a prime example of what is happening for you 
in this arena, especially in a, being a tough market, right? Or everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's a tough market. But yeah. again, it's the attitude towards everything. You know, are you saying it's a tough market or are you saying there's plenty of business, you know, for me, because I'm putting myself out there and I'm doing things a little bit differently? Oh, it's completely different. Um, the best story I've got this year is I got five contracts in a row under contract and closed the deal with one contract. That's unheard of in this market. But I really honed in on what would work for my buyers. And we didn't submit an offer until I had pre-negotiated it with the other side and knew it was going to get accepted on every single one. And they all went through to close. So, you know, I'm seeing on social media, oh, you know, I'm so upset. It's the 20th offer. And, you know, I'm just thinking, well, you're not serving your clients if you're making 20 offers because it just wastes a lot of everybody's time. And I'm five for five this year. Woohoo! Well, congratulations. <laughs> so we've talked about a lot of different stuff, Melissa. Is there anything that's still on your heart that we really haven't covered or anything that you really want people to know and, you know, kind of what maybe you're headed towards in the future? Oh, you know, I'm available. Like, you know, same as you, if women are looking for mentors or if there's someone that wants to get into real estate, reach out to me because I think one of the greatest gifts we can give is to teach others what we know and where we've been. And so I always love sharing my journey and helping make other people successful um, if it's something that they're interested in. Because yeah, it's a tough market and there's a lot going on, but it's also about you and how you apply yourself and the consistency that you're going to give to anything that you do. So if anyone's interested and they'd like to reach out, I'd love to share in their success. Wow. And I know you definitely would. How? What is the best way um, for people to connect with you? They can follow me on Instagram at melissabailey.exp. That's our favorite. And then um, they can do a Google search and see my reviews and search me on Facebook. Um, we have a new website coming, but I'm about three, three or four weeks out um, that's going to house all of my projects, uh, the course, the podcast, real estate, and then um, anybody that wants to come and learn real estate from me. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure we have that all in our show notes so that people have no problem finding you, Melissa Bailey. And you know, my final question and something that I just recently got started, the name of this podcast is Get Shit Done. So how are you getting shit done or do you have a tip on how you get shit done in your life? Time block. Make a plan for your day every day. You know, if there's something that you need to get done and it's urgent, make sure you set aside the time to do that. I'm a big proponent of lists and keeping your to-do list so that you can get that done in the time block and give yourself grace if it doesn't get done and realize that you can roll it over to the next day. Yep. That's a lot of what I, what I talk about and I coach about as well. Time blocking Mm -hmm. is really key. And in that time blocking, make sure that, you know, you're putting yourself in there as a priority as well. You know, it's not all about work and no play. It's about, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that the appointments you set with yourself 
are just as important as any of the other appointments. Because I'm sure that you like to have fun as well, Melissa. (laughs) For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, for being on the show. Like you really shared some great information and I know that people are going to look forward to connecting with you. So I appreciate your time because I'm sure you had this time block today as well. (laughs) I did. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So this is Julie Jones signing off for another um, episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. As always, thank you for listening in and be sure to share this with other people who you know that can benefit from this information. And as always, have a productive get shit done type of week. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Time is our most valuable asset, and I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, Please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.